0: Are you ready to take your Ford ownership to the next level? Introducing Ford Pass at Jim K. Ford, your passport to a world of convenience and control. Start your vehicle remotely. Lock or unlock it from your smartphone. Receive instant alerts about your vehicle's health and schedule service appointments. Don't miss out on the Ford Pass revolution at Jim K. Ford, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans, or online at jimkford.com. At Jim K. Ford
1: Lincoln, we say yes!
0: The Jim K. Ford Sends Nation podcast with Steve Warren and the coach, Greg Kennedy. Well, here's a question, ladies and gentlemen. How do you lose to a team that has only four defensemen in a game? That's one of the things we're talking about today. Thomas Shabbat close to a return. We've got Mark Kastelik guesting on the program today as he rehabs from a high ankle sprain. Do all our regular guests on this program eventually suffer high ankle sprains? Uh, we'll talk about all of it here today on the Jim K. Ford Sends Nation podcast. My name is Steve Warren. That is Greg Kennedy, the coach. Greg, how are you? Good, Steve. Good. It's a, it's a good day despite a poor performance last night for the
1: Senators. I was really, I was quite frustrated. And and to echo you, that's exactly what I was thinking watching it. How do you lose to a team that's got four defensemen? That's, that's almost inexcusable
0: whether it's one of the many junior teams you've coached, Carleton University men's team, Team Lebanon, if you're standing behind the bench and two minutes into a hockey game, you see that your opponent has two injuries on defense, guys that have left and are not going to return that night, are you not licking your chops completely, expecting to win? Not
1: just, not just me, but every single guy sitting on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I again, I, we've, we've talked about this before. They are not, you, you earn the right to be overconfident and this team has accomplished nothing that should allow them to have an, an inkling of overconfidence in any game they play. So there's the, that just cannot enter into it. They just, they are one of the worst teams in the league on puck retrievals off dump-ins and they play a dump and chase game. So that doesn't bode well for them, but if there was ever a night where you want to dump and chase and forecheck hard and pound people <laughs> into the walls, this was it. And it just wasn't there. It's sad.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask that very question. You know, that seems like the easy, easiest thing in the world to do. You get over that red line, you dump that thing in, and then you four check your ass off. Just turn it into a track meet for the four guys on that bench. This is like anybody who's played beer league hockey on defense with the standard beer league four man rotation knows how exhausting that can be. And it didn't seem like the Sens really took advantage of it. But all that said, they also, you know, they had their glitchy moments. Uh, Anton Forsberg has the worst save percentage in the NHL. I look at, there was that explosion of three goals by the Islanders after it was one, one, they got three goals in the span of about three minutes, 20 seconds. And uh, I really thought that fourth goal was just awful uh, to to get short-sided like that. Uh, First of all, I mean, Jacob Chikrin, what is he doing? They win a draw at center ice. They'd just been scored on, and all of a sudden, the Sens win the draw at center ice. Jacob Chikrin plays the puck with one hand and gets beaten on a 50-50 puck. And that that led to a two-on-one, and Andres Lee short-sides Anton Forsberg uh, just too many errors on on one play and so but in the in the big picture I just I mean anton Forsberg is just he had a terrific game against Minnesota obviously but man I'm starting to wonder about all the concerns we've talked about asking a guy to do something that he's never done before sometimes you say okay there's there's a reason sometimes these guys have bounced around the NHL as much as they have and I've got big time concerns about anton Forsberg going forward right now yeah it's like play the Denny Green clip right now. You know, he he is what he is. They are what
1: they are. Or we are what we are. Whatever the clip was, um, he is what he is. He's he's. There's a reason he was on waivers here, there, and everywhere. There's a reason he never really stuck anywhere. He's a uh, half decent to to you know seventy five percent backup goalie. He's not a starter. He's he's not a carry the load guy. He lacks consistency, and he's just one in a long line. As a as I've said before, one in a long line of Ottawa Senator goalies who fail miserably at providing the key save
0: when needed. Yep. I would agree with that. And it's going to be interesting now because Jonas Korpisalo at Saturday morning practice, the morning after the game was still out of the lineup, did not practice. And I'm starting to wonder, did he get hurt in that collision with Nazem Kadri in the Calgary game? I mean, he played in Detroit against Detroit in Sweden, but I wonder maybe something on that particular play where Condry smashed into him at the side of the net maybe uh, he suffered something there. but I'd say this if Corpusalo can't go Monday, I'm going to Sogard. Sogard's here. he's been a beast in Belleville this year and uh, uh, this team needs to start piling up some wins. Let's go. I would agree with you, Steve. Uh, a change is
1: necessary. Uh, let's uh, face facts if it if Corpusalo were healthy, he would get the start. Right, Because of Forsberg's performance, you're not putting him back in. So to me, he doesn't get a free pass and get to play just because, oh, it's only Sogard. To me, it's like you didn't play well enough to get the next start, you're not getting the next start. And that kind of sort of takes us into our next sort of topic here, Steve, is when we were off the air discussing this, is Forsberg a trade piece? Is Forsberg somebody that can help this team get out of a bit of their cap, uh, cap jail is he a guy that can move? It only really frees up a couple million dollars and you'd probably don't get anything back for him other than cap relief. And I say, yeah, do it. If that's, if that's going to work,
0: do it. Yeah. Forsberg in that discussion, he was in my discussion in that area in the summertime and I'd certainly bring it up now. I, I feel like you're not going to get too much for him, but he might provide some cap relief. And I certainly think Mad Sogard can do uh, an even you know better impression of an nhl goalie than Anton Forsberg is <laughs> right now. Right now Forsberg I think has the I, mean, I think he's dead last if I'm not mistaken at 850 save percentage. Dominic Kubelik, there's another guy that I might look at. That guy has uh you know he's had some moments, but I mean, what does he have like 5 points on the season? That's not no. what you'd expect from a guy that was I guess the crown jewel, I mean the, I guess the draft pick is, but a big piece in right. the in the Alex DeBrinkert deal, so if, uh, if you want to look at Kubelik or Forsberg, I'd say bring that on. Certainly Matthew Joseph, who's uh, now hovering at a point a game. I think he's like 15 points in 16 games now. Uh, he's completely off the table now, Greg, as Correct. a salary dump. Yeah, I was just going
1: to say that. Matthew Joseph's out of the conversation now. Unless you're making a trade in hopes of also getting something back. But because right. of their cap situation, that that's off the table too. The, the idea of trying to trade somebody and get a piece back a player back is out the only thing you're looking to get back now is is some draft capital or nothing and just get the cap relief but let me ask you this has jacob bernard docker played well enough that you don't think he can clear waivers and maybe you're looking at moving a defenseman is it time that branstrom who has played pretty well is he now going to be able to fetch you something because if you trade forsberg You'll get the cap relief, but you're not getting much more than a, what, maybe a third round pick or a fourth round pick. If that, you trade Kubalik, okay, you might get a second or a third, maybe on um, potential, you might snooker somebody into doing that. But if you trade Branstrom, what, what, or even Jacob Bernard-Docker, what kind of return might you get for one of those guys? Or would you even be interested in entertaining
0: that? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh Certainly the... DJ Smith has been talking up jBD this week and I I think he's been fine he he's not been a liability I haven't noticed him he's been steady mm-hmm. uh, I don't I, I haven't I don't think he's ascended to the point now where I say that's a guy that we cannot risk losing on waivers I don't think he's there for me but I know I mean either DJ Smith really really likes the guy or maybe he's talking him up so that potentially uh if they have to make some kind of a move uh that he might be in play because I mean Thomas Shabbat Did not wear the non-contact jersey. He had the regular jersey on at Saturday morning practice today. So he is obviously close. That whole LTIR rules means you have to be out 10 games to have been on long-term injured reserve. And so game 10 is Monday against the Florida Panthers. So we're expecting Shabbat to be back in the lineup on Friday against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And at that stage, maybe this time next week, it's going to be a big story again. How are they going to get back underneath the salary cap, and so that's why this is certainly a, a big discussion point. Bruce Garrioch on TSN was talking about Drake Batherson, uh that some teams were kicking the tires, asking about his availability, and I honestly think there's a reason for that because yeah, he's had a he had a slow start to the season, couple of goals in the Islander game, probably feeling better about things, uh, but that's a guy that. Teams are looking at well, yeah. Okay, he might be in a slump right now, but that's a guy where that. They, I mean, it's the hardest thing to teach: skill, puck skill, finish, uh, point production, the defensive side of the thing. That that's something that can be taught. So I think that. Um, that's why teams are coming for this guy thinking, okay, we can turn this guy around. What do you think about Drake Batherson maybe being of interest to other clubs right now?
1: Yeah, I, I think the first uh, point of distinction here is that Bruce said that teams were kicking the tires on Batherson. He was did right. not say that the Senators were offering up Batherson. Right. It only makes sense that people are going to be kicking the tires. He's a guy who who's put up good numbers in the power play always. He's a... Uh, should be a 20 to 25 goal scorer minimum every year in this league. And he's on a really nice contract. So it makes sense that teams are going to, ask about him especially when it's the ottawa senators in the position that they are in with their cap situation i'm sure there are teams phoning and asking about josh norris you know, asking about whomever they like because of the cap situation hey we can help you out boys everybody's your friend when you're in cap trouble so yeah i i could see lots of teams being interested in a drake batherson the guy would play top six on probably any team in this league you know, worst case scenario, he's a damn good uh, scoring producer on your third line, but I can see him playing in the top six on most teams in the league, so it makes sense the teams are going to be asking. I don't think it's time yet to give up on Drake Batherson. I honestly believe that Drake Batherson. Uh, this might not might not sound very politically correct, but I think Drake Batherson would be one player on this team who would really benefit from a coaching change. I think Drake Batherson would benefit greatly from somebody who's going to hold him a little more accountable than the current coaching staff, who's going to be a little harder on him and be a little less uh, accepting of some of Drake's defensive gaffes. I think that Batherson would really benefit from a coaching change. And if I'm the Senator Brass, I'm kind of holding that in the back of my mind saying, hey, if we let this guy go and he goes somewhere else and some other guy gets a hold of him, look out to what he can become because of of the potential that's there, right?
0: Yeah. Here's DJ Smith talking about Drake Batherson after Saturday morning practice at the CTC. Yeah, Drake – you know, arguably it was one of our best forwards last night. I think uh, Tim's line with Joe and and, and G uh, continued to uh, play well. I think they're plus two last night. But Drake scored two goals. He, you know, he, he's playing much better away from the puck, in my opinion. I think he's four-checking. Um that line has had success before. Um, you know, and and you're playing against a Florida Panthers team that that's four lines deep. So um, you know, we're looking for a combination that works. So there's Sens head coach DJ Smith talking about Drake Batherson, who was uh, at the end of the last game reunited with uh, his linemates, uh, Norris and Kachuk. He and Norris go back to Belleville together. They made sweet music in Belleville. Uh, and so that line has had success in the past. It's a far cry from where Batherson started, where he was down on the third line, and not a very good third line either. He's playing with Yarventi, who's had five, six NHL career games. And Kubelik, who's got five points in the season. So Batherson couldn't be terribly happy about staying there very long. So he's got to be pumped to be with Norris and Kachuk. But we're not sure where things are at right now because Tim Stutzlow is out again. Uh, DJ Smith called it, uh, what do you call it, maintenance day, scheduled maintenance day. At what stage, Greg, do we say, oh, come on now. (laughs) You can't keep going to the maintenance day card. There's clearly some nagging thing happening injury-wise with Tim Stutzlow that he's playing through. Because, I mean, you keep giving this guy a maintenance day. Where's all the maintenance days for other guys that who are our skill guys who are playing the same number of minutes like a Brady Kachuk Harder minutes? Yeah. Where's Claude Giroux's maintenance minutes? <laughs> There's a guy who's 35 years old, for goodness sakes, and, and, and playing loads. So I got to think Stutzler's got something nagging. Uh, cause he keeps missing practice. And that is the only indicator that something's nagging
1: is the fact yeah. that he's missing practice. Cause his game certainly hasn't suffered. He looked, he looked just as good as always. He had one really nice little dangle there in the Islander game and then tried to feed it blind back into the slot. And it hit somebody's skate, didn't quite connect, but he has he has not shown any signs of being, of having any nagging injuries in his gameplay. Um, you know, that's been the one consistent this year is the, the, the production of Stutzla. The the game of Brady Kachuk is the same game, game in, game out. The, the, the steady Eddie offensive play, defensive play of a, of a Jake Sanderson. You know, there hasn't been much that's been consistent. I like get Claude Giroux's been pretty consistent. But other than that, the number one consistent thing this team does is play inconsistently.
0: <laughs> that is true unfortunately that is absolutely true just a one final thought on Stutzla. there's at least once every game where he's wincing on the bench in pain this. about something yeah and i think uh i don't know whether that's just I, I don't know maybe he's being dramatic or maybe there's something that is bugging him he's got that what do they call it kinetic tape or something yeah, like yep, kinesiologist on the tape the, on the yeah neck there yeah he's had that all season long which is concerning to some degree nobody talks about that tape being back there you don't see anybody else wearing it so maybe there's something going on with the neck area that's just that's giving him pain and uh and they're saying let's just give him his practices off but there's something going on Uh, you know that's one maintenance day okay fine but continued maintenance days missing practices at age 21 (laughs) there's no way that that everything is all right with tim stutzel but you're right he's still a phenomenal talent i just think that would you at some point though like, you want this guy to be here. He's he's just signed an eight-year contract. Uh, you want this guy to be good and healthy for the next eight years. And so if there's something going on, at some point you need to shut him down, even though he's playing great, playing through whatever he's playing through.
1: Well, it, okay, but they've only played, like, they're going to play about four games in 20 days or something, it seems, right? They they, yeah. they played one, did nothing for five, then played two in Europe came home and did nothing for five or six, played one and now doing nothing for five or six again. So here's the best stretch you're going to get to rest a guy without a missing games. So it's kind of played right into their hands, but if he's not going to be a hundred percent come the stretch of games that they've got in December and in January, where this team plays way more than anyone else, you you could be in serious trouble by then.
0: Yeah. I'd, I'd go ahead and give them the game off against Florida because they don't play against till Friday and uh, that's something I'd consider as well. If there's something, if there's something gotta, there, yeah. If there's something there, and yeah. and I do think that. I just don't think you're just randomly giving the guy a maintenance day when you're giving nobody else a maintenance day. Twenty-one years old. There's not a. There's not a. Oh, I'm tired scenario. Yes, he's got. I think he's playing two, three minutes more per night than any other Senator Ford. So that may play into it. I get it, but no, I, I just, I, I just feel like there's something going on. They're gonna start calling him Kawhi. load management i love it okay we'll take a time out of the program when we come back we're going to be joined by ottawa senators forward mark kastelik and then we'll set you up for the battle of the kachucks on monday night that's coming up after these words Ladies and gentlemen, rev up your engines and get ready for the deal of a lifetime. Jim K. Ford is proud to announce the 2023 Ford F-150 Clearout Sale, the event you've been waiting for. For a limited time only, Jim K. Ford is offering unbeatable discounts, jaw-dropping financing options, and mind-blowing trade-in deals. Don't miss out on the 2023 Ford F-150 Clearout Sale at Jim K. Ford, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans, or jimkford.com.
1: At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say
0: yes! We're very pleased to be joined by Ottawa Senators. Setter, winger, we'll call him forward for now. It is Mark Like How are things, Mark? Things have been
2: good. Thank you for having me on.
0: Great to have you for sure. And let me ask you that question. Like, so with everything right now, things are a little funky. Normally you're a center. You played uh, quite a bit on the wing, though, right prior to the injury. So, how, are you, how, how did you take to, you know, moving over to the wing for the first time, I'm sure, in a while?
2: I mean, yeah, like you said, it's been a while, but, uh, I think I played winger a couple games when I was 16, maybe 15. And then, so I kind of definitely had to brush up on some, uh, video and just winger strategy stuff like that. So, but it's been a fun challenge and I always look at it like that as a challenge, just cause I mean, like you said, I've played center for so long and I'm confident my abilities there and everything kind of comes naturally at that position right now. And so playing winger, it's just a little bit of a switch and a little bit of a different mindset. And but no matter uh, whether I'm playing wing or center, I'm just trying to help in any way I can out there and do my job the best I can. So that's kind of the way I look at it.
0: I'm sure fans will be curious to know how you're doing. Um, How many games have you missed now as we talk right now?
2: Um, uh, well, luckily with just the schedule, the way it's been, I haven't missed too many, but I think around five or six okay. games so far.
0: And it's, uh, how's it, how's it coming along? It's a, it's a high ankle sprain, right?
2: Yeah, it's high ankle and it's, um, it's coming pretty good. Like for the most part, it's been all positive and trending in the right direction. And obviously some days, uh, are better than others during the process, but, um, trying to do everything I can every day to make little win, like get little wins and make little improvements. Uh, and so, so far it's come a long way since when it happened and uh, hopefully I can get back here soon.
0: Any timelines at this stage?
2: Uh, Still, it just kind of depends on how it feels. Uh, been skating, so it's nice to get back out there, but just want to be feeling confident in the, the way it feels and, going into battles and stuff like that so i think hopefully i don't know exact timelines but hopefully not too much longer
0: so do you and ridley greg have pretty much the same injury
2: uh like yeah for the most part i think we're kind of going through some things together which is in a way been uh a positive and like having him to go through it with and uh, staying behind from the Sweden trip, we had each other to kind of hang out with and go through the rehab process and keep each other company.
0: Were you, uh, I mean, I, I'd imagine that, I'm guessing it was probably a disappointment that you guys didn't get to go to Sweden. Did you have that kind of circled as something you were looking forward to?
2: Um, when the guys got back, uh, <laughs> kind of just for the most part, just hung out, Spend most of our day at the ring from eight to one or eight to two, and just kind of in the gym, in the training room, ice tubs, hot tubs, pool. And I think every day we're just kind of looking forward to seeing the staff there. I mean, we got great staff that helped us out, and I mean, they made it fun to come to the rink in an unfortunate circumstance. So, I think, and we had some lunches together and things like that. So we kept each other busy and kept each other company, and I think mean, that was just kind of helped us make it the week go by faster.
0: Be like a little like being back in school, where the whole class is going on a cool field trip, and you you forgot to bring your permission form, and you had to stay behind and just hang out at the school all day. And uh, yeah, yeah, uh, but
2: <laughs> at the same time, it it was probably the best decision to stay back and do whatever we could to hopefully come back faster than had we gone over to Sweden and have different like um, tools. We have, we have everything we need at home and at the rink. And I think that helped us set us up for hopefully a quicker recovery.
0: When you were entering this season, as we kind of get away from the injury stuff, mm-hmm. um, when you looked at uh, the season ahead, did, was this kind of one of those years where you're starting to feel like, okay, regular NHL are feeling a hundred percent comfortable. Uh, I'm in the show. Um, give us a sense of your mindset right up to, you know, up to the start of the se- season and, uh, you know, and and prior to the injury.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, every year I feel like every year I come into camp feeling better than I did the year before. And I think this year was no different. I had a good summer under my belt and I felt like I finished the year on a positive note last season and, I think when I got to camp and got off to a good start and no matter like I feel like from myself personally, no matter how long I've played in the NHL, I never really try to get too comfortable still. I think I'm always have a mindset that I'm just trying to earn my job every night and earn my place on this team every night. And I think in a way that's good for me just to kind of continue to just push for more and have that same work ethic and motivation to, to be a regular in the NHL. So, um, I never really get too comfortable and considering myself like an everyday NHLer. And, uh, but I think if you just have that mindset every day, it, it turns out that way.
0: <laughs> I want to ask you about the adjustment from going to like in Parker Kelly, I guess your line made to be sort of the same thing, you know both Western Hockey League guys, scores there, and now totally different role in the NHL. Um, what's that adjustment been like? I mean, you don't you never put away your desire to score. I get that, but it is a different role, isn't it? Uh, you know, working the bottom six in the NHL.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a bit of an adjustment, but I think each level from junior to The minors to uh, NHL, I've always come in and kind of been in that role as a fourth line guy. So when I went to junior at sixteen, I was in that situation, and I get it's a lot different than the NHL. But uh, you're forced to be in more of a role player, like and focus on defense and finishing checks and all that. So I think all my experiences up until now prepared me for that position as a fourth line guy in the NHL and like you said you're always wanting to strive for more but uh, the way I've always been is I feel like I am a responsible guy and I'm a bigger guy so the physicality comes natural so I feel like all those tools kind of come natural for that position and um, whatever you got to do to kind of be in the NHL is uh, what you got to do so it's not like like I would do whatever they tell me to do just to be an NHL player and be an everyday guy. So, um, yeah, I think all my experiences have just led to that point And I feel like prepared me to be in the position I'm in.
0: Has your dad been a great resource throughout this, given that he went and played in the NHL in his day as well. Has he been someone that you kind of lean on for advice along the way?
2: Always. I think to this day, I still, talk to him on the regular and talk to him about every game or break down a lot of games. And he was in a similar position as me and not to say that like he was a fighter, but he was more than that. And I mean, the role I'm in now kind of has led me to fighting a little, a a little bit more. So I lean on him for advice like that and just the situational stuff that comes with it. And, um, he worked so hard to get to where he was and have a career he did. And I think that's what he instilled in me is the work ethic. And, um, I mean, times have changed and it's a different game than when he played, but there's still so much he can help me with. And I lean on him so much. The
0: fighting game, um, junior, did you, I, I, I don't know, honestly, your, your, uh, your junior career, were you dropping the mitts back then? Or is the... Is the NHL where it's kind of started up uh, as something more common?
2: I think uh, it's kind of always just been in my DNA in a way. Okay, uh, I'd have like three or four fights a year in junior, but uh, for the most part, and still to this day, I think the fighting just comes from emotion and playing the game hard and uh, sticking up for teammates and sticking up for myself. So It's not something I think about too much, but it just kind of comes with the way I play and try to play the game hard. So the fighting is just kind of one area that um, I've tried to work on just because uh, I'm in that role a little bit and a bigger guy. And I mean, not that they expect you to do those things, but it's just kind of sometimes the way things unfold. So uh, I always try to work on it, but it seems like as I've gotten, along my career it's more often than not
0: you trade notes with a guy like Zach McEwen and I guess to a degree Brady Kachuk I think you guys are kind of the 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 big three now as far as guys who can drop them not to turn the whole discussion into fighting but I'm always interested in it do you guys do you guys talk about different guys in the league different guys that might be coming for you on any given night
2: not to that extent really as far as worrying about the other guys on the other team but you're always like think everybody kind of knows by now who who's willing to go and who's willing to not and uh but I think guys like myself Brady and Zach uh I after, there's times after practice you kind of just play around and mess around and see what works and it's nice having a guy like Chris Neal in the organization still too who like you know what he what he's done in the past and he's a good resource and sometimes we'll be out there at the end of practice, giving tips to guys and just so they know how to protect themselves and defend themselves. So, um, there's a little bit of, uh, like knowledge being thrown around, but at the end of the day, we're kind of just trying to play hockey and win games. And if the fights happen, it happen.
0: All right. On to the other, uh, issues of the day. And, uh, I'd I'd be curious to know what you think of uh, the start that your club has had. Right now, it's at uh, 8-8 and on the season. And, uh, I mean, there's still so much racetrack left here, but at the same time, uh, you know, fans are reacting. (laughs) They react, you know, end of the world, every loss, uh, sky high when there's a win or two. What is it like from a player's perspective? How how are you feeling about the season? How are the guys feeling about the season?
2: I think for the most part, we're all kind of just focused on what's going on in, in the building and in our room. So we don't read too much into the reactions on the outside, but I think uh, like I've only played in nine of the games, So I'm kind of on the outside as well, watching from above, but I think everybody's always pushing and striving for more and want you always want a better record than you, have. And, but every day I feel like the guys come into work and we come into work and put our best foot forward. And, um, the results might not always show it right now and every night, but, uh, we're a confident group. And I think that just with the, as the season goes along, um, and the consistency starts to come, I think, uh, the results will speak for themselves
0: it looks like the most closely knit team in the world. The the chemistry, the camaraderie of that group from an outsider's perspective seems fantastic. Can you share with us what it's, what it's like in that room? Cause it sure seems like everybody gets along great.
2: Yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent that, I mean, we're a tight group and I feel like we're all in the same age range pretty much other than a few of the veteran guys and, that makes it pretty fun to come to the rink every day and we all have the same interests and um, we all hang out outside of the rink and do things together on the road. So it's definitely a tight group, one of the tightest I've been a part of and we have great leaders in there that bring everybody along with them. So it makes it fun to come to the rink every day and whether it's in the gym or on the ice or on the plane, it's just, it's a fun group of guys to be around and there's a lot of laughs happening. And uh, I mean, the core is pretty much uh they've been together for a few years now and they have a lot more years left. So I think with time, everybody becomes more comfortable with each other and it's, just, it, it's a fun group to be a part of.
0: And the guy at the top of the food chain is the new owner, Michael and Lauer. Have you had a chance to spend any time around him to kind of formulate uh, an opinion of, uh, yeah, you know, the kind of guy he is and 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 what he brings to the table. And and are you seeing a, you know, a different vibe in the organization right now?
2: I think it's just a nice like uh breath of fresh air for everybody in the room. And I've definitely had some interactions with him by now. And uh the thing I get is he just cares so much about us and the team and doing whatever he can to make sure that we're provided with the best opportunity to perform and so Uh, it's fun to see and, uh, it's nice knowing that you're going to be taken care of no matter where you are and, or what, uh, what role you have on the team. And he treats everybody the same and, uh, have so much respect for him already. And it's been like fun to see him come in and with the passion he has. And, um, we spent some time with him on trips and team building activities and he's fun to talk to and he's just a very positive energy to have around
0: and finally uh, i'd be remiss if i did not ask you about uh, the new truck uh you have uh, just uh cranked up a nice new partnership with our friends jim k ford our title sponsor here of the podcast and how is the f-150 treating you, my friend
2: it's been great i mean i've always been a truck guy and uh the winter is definitely i feel like the truck's great for and it's got heated seats, which is new for me, something I never had, which you don't need in Arizona. <laughs> so it's nice getting into my car in the morning with it already warmed it up warmed up and the, the seats are nice and warm. So it's been fun to drive around. And uh, I mean I don't drive often, mostly to the rink and back, but it's definitely reliable and it's sharp and I love it.
0: All right. Well I'll I'll turn you loose here at this stage and uh I wish you all the best, Mark. And and getting over that uh, that ankle issue as soon as possible, and hopefully we can have you on the show again down the
2: road. Yeah, I would love to. Thank you very much.
0: So there is Mark Kastelik of the Ottawa Senators joining us on the program. He'll be a regular guest over the course of the season, and that season will continue on Monday night as the Senstick on the Florida Panthers. Well, Walt has been lingering around the CTC. Keith uh, Kachuk in town from St. Louis was uh, here for the Islander game. He was at practice and uh, practice on Saturday. And so obviously uh, planning to stick around for the battle of his sons, Matthew Kachuk versus Brady Kachuk coming up on uh, on Monday evening. And the Panthers off to a pretty good start to the year at 12-7-1. Uh, they do hold down one of the Atlantic Division playoff spots. And that's the defending Eastern Conference champion. And uh, not exactly piping hot per se, they lost two straight as we record this right now. And uh should be an interesting test. should be a good game. But the Sens, I think, are still in that navel-gazing mode. They can't even be worried about opponents right now. They still need to think about what they're doing and getting their act together, I think. Well, it's one of those games, though, Steve, where you have to win.
1: Like, yeah. n- no excuses, no uh, no no crap. Just go out, execute, and win a hockey game. Beat a yeah. team above you in the standings. You're going to have – you know, due to the fact that you are you are where you are in the standings, there's lots of teams ahead of you. You're going to be playing a lot of teams ahead of you a lot this year. So you got to start winning some of those games consistently. Again, we talked about it. you got to win three out of four. got to win four out of five. Heaven forbid, win five or six in a row. You know, Do something other than two wins, three wins, two losses. Three wins, two yeah. losses. Two wins, two
0: losses. Enough is enough is enough. We talked a lot about the schedule and Sweden and how few games there were because of Sweden. They get back from Sweden and it's it's pretty slow still. You know, one game on Friday. So they come back. Last Saturday was their last game, and then they didn't have a game till Friday, and they play Friday and they lose, and then another game on Monday, and they don't play until Friday again. But right. man, does it get busy after that? Once December hits, we have the hustle and bustle of the Christmas season and the Ottawa Senators' schedule. They play 15 games in the month of December, and then in January, they play 15 games once again. So I think their hash will be settled by the end of January with 60 points up for grabs in deck and Jan. Yeah, you're right.
1: And they, they pretty much have to get to 93 points. That's what it's going to take to make the playoffs, to uh, to continue from here on in on a pace to get to 93 they need to be far better than they are, but you know what? I I I still think they can make it. I think they can make the playoffs. They get their crap together here. It it can happen because I'm not sold on Detroit. I'm not sold on. Well, I wasn't sold on Buffalo, and they're about where I thought they'd be. Um, Toronto is floundering. I don't know that they can catch Toronto, but they certainly should be in a in a position to to fight for one of those wild card spots.
0: And I'd like to see them in a wild card spot by February. Very good. We shall take our leave with that, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget that the uh, program is brought to you by Jim K. Ford and Dunrobin Distilleries coming back on board for December. Thank you to Jonathan, Adrian, and everybody at Dunrobin Distilleries and Seven Seals Whiskey. They've had a a nice deal together, and they've done a deal with the Jim K. Ford Sends Nation podcast, so they'll be firing up in December with their new partnership with us. We're uh, glad to have them back aboard. And, of course, the show brought to you as well by the Hockey News Ottawa Check out THN.com slash Ottawa. I'm the site editor of that very thing and all kinds of cool sense articles up there. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what you need to know. And we'll be back Tuesday night. Does that work for you? Great.
1: That works for me, buddy. There I'm we go. always available, Steve.
0: <laughs> there you go ladies and gentlemen we've taken you inside on a programming scheduling meeting wasn't that exciting uh, thanks once again to mark kastelik of the ottawa senators for joining us today greg thanks very much and we'll talk to you soon enjoy your sunday my friend thanks for being with us on the jim k ford sends nation podcast if you're enjoying the show please subscribe and review share the show with your friends and followers or become a member on Patreon. Check out our website today at SensNationHockey.com.